Welcome back to the Forever Broken Podcast, the podcast where we ask big questions like what color will my hair be next year uh, and, you know, other serious questions as well. Uh, tonight, we will be having a great episode, as always. I am Derek Thompson, and the gentlemen next to me are, as always, Gabriel Brew. Hey, I'm Gabe. And TJ Davidson. What's going on, guys? And back to Gabe to introduce our special guest for the evening. Uh, thanks, Derek. Hey, we got a special guest tonight. We are fortunate enough to have my ex-wife on the podcast, um, Katie Clark. Um, so... Without taking any of her thunder, I'm going to let her introduce her and kind of give the backstory there. So go ahead, Katie. Introduce yourself. I am Katie, and I, like Gabe said, we were previously married. We do share four kids together. And when he started talking about this, I just decided, I said, well, I would answer stuff. I would be honest. Like, just bring light to the other side of things. Like, not just what you guys go through, but what you know, like your families and stuff are put through. And I think just things you don't even realize, you know, so that's it. So how long were you guys married for? <clears throat> Nine years. Did you guys, were you married uh, before he joined the Marine Corps? No, we got married while he was, I mean, in between, what was it? I don't even remember the name of it, A school and C school or something. In between those where he had graduated at San Diego, went back, okay. and yep, and we got married in San Diego, so. Right after, I guess, right after he joined. Okay. Yeah, I was only, I was only in for like five months when we got married. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, uh, so when did you guys get divorced? Um, 2017. Say again, TJ. When did you guys get divorced? 2017. 2017, right? Five years ago, yeah. So well after you got out then. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, we've. I think we've talked about this, me and Gabe here because I felt like I missed something I was a shit friend because he never told me uh, so what I didn't tell anybody dude yeah went through it that's besides the point you know just took that personal uh, but anyway hey dude I've apologized that'll kind of lead us into the more serious questions I guess for the evening um, and those questions are you know let's just start with what most affected you in your marriage and relationship with Gabe that was a result of, you know, the crap we deal with, you know, with the mental illness side of things? So, honestly, um, I would say I got to go back before I go forward, but Gabe did really good in the Marine Corps. I feel like we were solid. We didn't fight a lot. Um, obviously, he deployed 
quickly, like right, one right after another, you know, and he was gone a lot, even in the beginning, because he was going through schools. And maybe that's a lot of it is that we had space, you know, and I, I do, I, I believe in personal space. I'm all about having a couple weeks break from a spouse like it, you need it. But I feel like as soon as he was out of the Marine Corps, it, I don't know, it was, he seemed happy for the first, I would say, six months after. And then it just slowly started being like everyone was against him. His job was against him. I was against him. And it, it escalated from, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I have a temper and I'm difficult. I will admit that to anyone. I, I, I was a daddy's girl growing up. He spoiled me. I expected the same thing out of anyone I was with. I was not easy either. But it went from Gabe not ever fighting with me and, and wanting to like do things for me and you know to make me happy to like it felt like everything was just an argument. I mean any little thing I would say would just set him off and then it, you could just see it. It was physical. You could see the anger spread across his face. Like and it I think that that just wore on me after a while. It you just start being mean back and forth to each other and then it's just a never-ending cycle. So I don't know. I wouldn't say there was any one Yeah, that makes sense. big thing. So Yeah, and I you know I don't know him to be an angry person at all. Uh, <laughs> we didn't go to an anger management class at any point. Uh, I forgot together. about that. Didn't happen. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. So just, I mean, with those behaviors, how much of that, like, did you, like, start attributing back to, like, what he's done? I think a lot of it. Um, and I didn't know for the longest time either that he resented me so much for him getting out of the Marine Corps. He blamed me, and I had no idea. I mean, my mom was always really involved, and she did not want us to go to Japan. And, I mean, I, I convinced him that he didn't want to be in the Marine Corps anymore because, you know. And I, so I would say pretty much all of it in the be Just the little things. The, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. I guess most of it because it didn't happen until he got out. He needed someone screaming in his face or bossing him around to like, it's like how he functioned. I don't know. He liked that anger. The, you know what I mean? Seemed like it honestly motivated you. I, that sounds horrible. Yeah, I get that. Uh, just, you know, I'm a lot like with that, but, uh. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. I think, I think a lot of it, too, uh, we could attribute to, like, what Katie's saying, is I, I had a lot of resentment towards family members that decided that they had an input on our lives and what we chose to do because... And some of it I put back on Katie as well because I, I do... And I brought it up years later that... We sat down and we talked about it, and we both agreed that the Marine Corps was going to be the 20-year career, and then after that we could talk about moving home 
and settling in close to family after that. And so I think I felt some betrayal there after I tried to re-enlist and the duty station wasn't what everybody else wanted. And they were like, no, 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 that's not working for us. So it's not going to work for you. And I think there was resentment there that I never took care of. And I took it out on everybody. And it wasn't anybody specifically. It was just like she said, everybody was out to get me. If anybody wanted to say anything, I had 10 things that I was ready to shoot back at them. And, uh, it, it affected me to the point where I wasn't somebody that anybody wanted to be around. That's not true. So, I, I wanted to be around you. <laughs> well, we're the same person, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I tried to sleep with you at one point. That's cool. Pretty sure you did, but. So how long did it take you to uh, get over, you know, I don't know, I guess like hating each other or whatever so that you could be uh, successful co-parents so is that after the divorce or yeah that's, that's <laughs> do we no go shit. back into when we were married and not getting along but after the divorce um so two years it well about it was back and forth like he started dating just, someone after and like i was good with it and encouraging and then and then we hated each other and then i mean it was back and forth but then there was like a solid I would say that was for like six months where we would go back and forth and be like, yeah, we can, we can talk. And then one little thing with one of the kids would set us off. And I'd say, well, you're not going to see your kids or, you know, I, I'll take that on me. And then, but then we got into it horribly. I mean, we just battled and then it was a two, it was two solid years of like hate back and forth. And then one day, I literally have no idea. I think it was him getting away from the job and everything and just having like a, a break from yeah, there was everything a, he there was, was a, dealing with. There was a job change. There was a time was, period where yeah, moved we towns. didn't talk. And all of a sudden, he, he told me one day that, and we had been down this road a lot, that he wanted to get along. He wanted to co-parent. He wanted to be peaceful and talk at like when we dropped off the kids. And I'm... I said, oh, okay, yeah, sounds so good. And then I was like, bullshit. It, it'll be the same in a month. And it literally, like, I don't think we've even, I think the only time we've even argued since then in two years is when I told Gunner, I told him last summer he had the kids at a theme park and we were supposed to go up. And I said that Gunner's friend wasn't letting, his friend couldn't come because it was raining. And that his friend's mom thought we should do the theme park another day. And he was like, fuck that. I already bought the tickets. I'm like, don't be rude to me. And he was like, I'm sorry. That wasn't on you. I'm just having a bad day. And that's it. Like, besides that, I feel like we do really well to include each other and try to talk things out. I mean, but it took a while. And it was, uh, it was ugly. Dur during those two years, it's like, oh. I'm sure that he literally, like, wished me dead every day. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There were times when I thought the same thing. Like, it would just be easier if he was dead. That's how bad it was. Yeah. I mean, and I hate to say right that because gritty there. I would not, I would never want my kids to be without their dad. But at the time, it seemed like that would be an easier option. 
It was super, it was super difficult for a while. Um, with that being said, um, after we had that conversation and I reached out to you and, and pretty much opened up and expressed like, these are the things that I've held against you and this is everything that I'm over. This is what I've been working on for the last year, trying to get myself together. Um, and after that message I sent you to to be better and to co-parent and to accept that we're both moving on with our lives, but our lives are intertwined because of the kids. Like, at what point did you really truly believe that? Like, there wasn't going to be problems after. Um, I'm trying to think of anything big. I, I think it was like a like a probably a money thing or something like one of those where I had to ask you for money outside of child support or something like that that you were like you know before it was like well you should you know back and forth on that and I think there was just one time where I had hyped myself up and I'm like I have to ask like I have no choice I, I have to ask him and and, I mean, it took me a couple days, and then I just did, and you're like, oh, yeah, no problem. And I told you even you had sent, like, extra money, and you're like, oh, just keep it. It's not a big deal. Like, and I'm like, wow, like, if we're not going to fight about money, like, we might not fight. Like, we might actually be able to get along. So that was probably it. Solid. Yeah, it's a fair answer. I like hearing that. It's like a love story, but not. <laughs> you know what? I have I mean, to say this because it's a it. Go ahead. Um, like Amanda, one of my friends, always says, and seriously, the way she explained this makes so much sense. She told me, she's like, I I like Gabe so much. She's like, I know he's your ex-husband, but like I've always just liked Gabe. Like we just vibe, we get along. We joke, and she's like, but the thing is, is she's like, you and Gabe didn't mesh well because you're both crazy, and I'm like, okay, and she's like, no, you have to have a calm and a crazy in every relationship, and she's like, but you and Gabe are both the center of attention, you both love to talk, you're both the crazy, and she's like, it just doesn't work, and she's not wrong, like when you look at really successful relationships, you have the more outgoing one, and then you have the chill, quieter not quite as front and that's how but if you have two calms or two crazies it really doesn't work and me and Gabe are both similar in personalities I feel like and it it did not mesh well when yeah, I mean, shit started going the opposite you know? track theory yes Well, it's a good thing you guys figured out how to work, you know, for your kids and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a, a pretty big issue with a lot of couples once yeah. they split up. I feel like uh, a lot of actually, people aren't that lucky. Yeah. And you can, yeah, you can actually go back to the times where we weren't. Yeah, we, like, we can go back to the times and see, like, where we weren't getting along and, like, things weren't meshed. And it affected our kids in a in a lot of ways. We got a lot of negative feedback from friends moms from from 
grandparents, from family members, from school teachers that, you know, they're, they noticed like how much our kids were struggling and like they made it a point to bring up that their parents are divorced and it's hard on them and they don't get along and like that, that's the kind of stuff that like replays in your mind while you're, while you're thinking about it and like how bad it is affecting your kids and then you just gotta, you gotta just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm being selfish they didn't ask for this and we both need to get over that shit and come together for them and i think that's been the biggest motivating factor for both of us to stick this out even even in the times where it's where it could be difficult because you know there's there's times where they go to do things and like it's something that you you were planning to do but like they're doing it now and it's just like oh it's all good at least the kids are having fun yeah. and then you adjust your your path and you re and you redo something so that it's not a big deal you know what i mean like it's you just got to ad- adapt and overcome those situations and um uh, i think we've both done very well at doing that and it's gotten to the point now where i don't even think we've brought up the custody agreement in almost two years now because I, I can call and say, hey, I'm coming through. I'm going to pick up the kids if that's cool. And it's it's always cool unless they got something going on. Yep. So it's just to the point where it doesn't – none of that stuff matters to neither one, either one of us anymore. And uh, it's been a stress that's probably been taken off of both of our plates because we both know that – we were both in this for the kids. Yeah. Gunner, our yeah, our son, I would say. So, yeah, that's just incredible. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. But ours, Gunner had, I wish I mean, you guys, I wish you could see the difference in that kid. He used to have this anxiety thing where he, every time I left the room or Gabe left the room or anyone left the room, it was, I love you, mom, I love you, mom, I love you. A hundred times a day, I'm not kidding. Like every five seconds to the point where you're like, but it was because he was so worried about us, like that we weren't good. And and now he doesn't do that. It literally just disappeared. Like us getting along and him seeing that when we would drop them off and pick them up and talking and you know telling each other, Hey, Gunner did this and I'm not okay with it and he's not listening to me, so I need you to talk to him. Like th- he changed. I mean, he literally doesn't have that anxiety with us anymore. You know? And our kids know we're on the same page. I mean, Eden knows yeah, that, that if I'm mad at her, I can call Gabe and he's going to be fucking mad at her too. Like we're both going to be mad at you. You don't get to go <laughs> back and forth between mom and dad and try to, you know, finagle your way out of prop like no we're both mad like if he's mad yeah. i'm mad if i'm mad he's mad that's it yeah kids are incredible at triangulating yeah they are it's just unbelievable which you know is just another thing for another day i'm not gonna bring up like parenting tips because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have them i mean but uh I mean, we, we, we all use, we can all use these tips, but I don't think anybody sitting here is an expert yet. So. Yeah, no, I don't think you ever do become an expert either. I'll tell you that much for a right yeah, I think now. you got to wait till you're a grandparent. Yeah. And then you can just spoil the shit out of your kids. 
Yeah. Well, I think it, you become a grandparent because then everything becomes uh, hindsight, and you'll be like, "Well, this is what we did with you, and clearly it didn't so. work. So try something different." <laughs> yeah. Let's it's just, just like, like yeah, your- do something different because I suck. No, you don't. Oh shit! She's coming in here being so super nice. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So, uh, for you, Katie, um, on all of that note, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Where was it? Like, is this where you just woke up one day and you're like, "This isn't worth the stress, the struggle, the fight." And I think it would be better if we just went our own ways. Are you, I mean, you really said, like, don't hold back, right? Because this is, this story is not good. Go for it. So one day, literally, my friend called me and said that um, Gabe thought he saw my mouth and hand in a porn video. And I'm like, what and she says yeah he legit called me and he thinks that's you and she's like and I have the video and I told him that's not Katie's hand that's not Katie's teeth like but then Gabe came to me later that day and showed me the video and tried to even convince me that it was me like and I in my head I was like I cannot believe that you think I would disrespect myself or my kids or you in that way like I I was faithful through deployments I was I was always there I was always home with our kids like I wasn't out you know what I mean so when he that was so offensive to me like like you thought I was trash (laughs) and I just was done I just was so mad at that point that like that was the final one that I was like that that hurts that stings like you think that little of me at this point and and the fact that you wouldn't listen like you guys it, there is a thing that happened with him and it just it was just like all of a sudden like you would just see like a, the walls close and once those walls closed there was no getting through those walls I literally said look at my teeth that's not my teeth and he's like no though those are your teeth the walls were closed he was not going to listen I think you probably believed that for a while right I mean, you legit had that built up in your head from, and you just did not think you were wrong. Yeah, no, there was, there was no change in my mind on that. So that was it. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Which is, yeah, I mean, it's a reasonable thing. I mean, and, you know, I can relate to that, you know. Once I've got myself convinced I'm right, you you're not gonna prove me wrong. I um good enough bullshit or I'll try to make something stick, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I get it. But I, I think try to I think on my end I think on my end, dude, like a lot of it was is there was just so much separation, like in our relationship, like we didn't talk about anything we didn't do things as as just me and her or like there was there was just nothing there anymore and it felt for me it felt like 
that I was no longer like a priority for her and more or less like just the option that she has to 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 be with until there's something different or something better or there's a different option that she can take and that's where I was and so any excuse that I could find to be mad at her I would take it you know what I mean like yeah. she'd go hang out with friends and I'd be like perfect I'm gonna run this one right down Main Street and I'm gonna start the biggest fight and I'm gonna make her look like the biggest bitch in the world I'm gonna drag her through the mud and I'm gonna be an asshole and that's exactly what I would do in any situation where I didn't feel like I was involved or had any say or felt like it was like how she said was uh, was I felt disrespected in it but I mean literally you could have woke up and looked at me funny and I was disrespected and I was going to be an asshole for the rest of the day and that's just where I was and I think at another point we'll get into you know kind of how you grew and got through all that stuff but right. uh, Katie what would your advice be I guess to you know wives or families that are kind of having to deal with this um, you know because I don't think they're always going to understand our side of you but I think they can all relate to you yeah um, ask ask questions I would say I, I feel like I just assumed that Gabe was okay. Like, he was angry and he pissed me off, but we, this was normal and he was okay. And I think that any family member or any spouse or anything, kids, anyone, I think the biggest thing is to ask, hey, are you okay? Do you need to talk? If you can't talk to me, can you talk to anybody? Like, let let them talk. And that is one thing I will take on me is that I feel like after I was so mad at Gabe, I just shut him down. As the minute he started talking, I want, like I said, we're both the crazy. So the minute he started talking, I wanted to fight back. Like, no, I'm right. You're wrong. And he's over there going, I'm right. You're wrong. It, it just didn't mesh. But if I had just one or two times sat down and said, okay, you know what? All right, you, it doesn't even have to, don't be so offended by it. Just, it doesn't have to be, hey, I'm wrong. It can be, hey, I know you feel like I'm wrong, but can we talk about this? That's not, you know what I mean? So that's when, talk to them, ask questions, and then. Yeah, it's a simple Think thing about, think about the way, think about the way that you word things. Think about how different that is if I say, no, I'm not wrong, or compared to like, Okay, I get that you think I'm wrong, but can I explain my side of things? But, you know, like we just got into going in with the anger, and so it was just constant yelling. There was no, you know, there's no talking anything out. I mean, we went from zero to red, and it was just, we were done. Dan, I don't think that's necessarily all because both of your you know crazy you know it's just a personality trait and especially with us where you know it kind of just got reiterated into our personality that you know if somebody's going to bring a fight to you win the fight by any means necessary you know so you come with me 
I'm coming back twice as hard. And I'm not probably going to mean any of it. But I'm going to win this fight. Yeah. Like, I, that, I'm still that way. Where I'm just like, if we're going to do this, I'm winning this shit. Like, it's at that point, the relationship went out the window. I'm not thinking about the relationship right now. I'm just like, right now, I'm kicking your ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to play mental ping pong for the next hour and a half. Even if I won 10 minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things. It's, um, it's just like Katie said, you know, like you, you have to choose your words wisely. You have to be willing to openly communicate. And part of communication is, um, not only speaking, but comprehending what the other person's saying. You know, there's there's a difference between listening and comprehending. So, I mean, I could sit here and listen to, to people talk all day, but if I just don't give a shit, it's one ear and out the other, and then I'm going to go, okay, because I don't care. So there has to, you, there has to be a level of um, respect on the other side to pay attention to what's being said, to how it's being said. And um, I feel like when we finally decided that there should probably be a better communication to between the two of us we were past the point of that being the answer to fix it and so when we decided to go to marriage counseling neither one of us were in it we were just going to show up to be like you're not going to use this against me to say i didn't try <laughs> you know what i mean it was it was a, it was a pride thing at that point for both of us and I think the biggest thing that she's touching on is just you have to listen and understand what is being said to you, but also not being offended by it and not taking it personally, but kind of use it to formulate your next questions or, or your next part of the conversation to open that person up so that you can understand what they're going through and maybe help them understand that you're on their side, even if you don't fully understand what's going on. You know what yeah. I mean? And it goes the other way as well, because I can remember a lot of times where she was going through things and she tried to open up to me, but I was so closed off because I felt like I didn't get that respect from her where I was shut off. And I said a lot of things that, were regretful and hurtful and probably didn't help when it came for my turn to be in that situation that to want to talk to her and have her be sympathetic to my situation so as I say yeah I think that makes sense there was just yeah. a long pause I think we were all just like which one was going to say okay yeah no, I think there's lots to be said about that where it does have to go both ways with the respect and you know just sitting there and trying to look at it from their side of things and that's the hardest skill to build is like the ability to see through somebody else's lens you know I just I <clears throat> something I still work on and my way of kind of fixing that is still kind of just like don't look for a fight 
step the fuck away and walk the fuck away before you find something out you, you don't want to you know or before I say something stupid um, mm -hmm. but into the big question that I had and I told Gabe I was going to ask this how was the sex <laughs> you can't ask that you're not going to ask that I mean alright hey, so I'll, I'll do the second I'll, I'll get first the amendment question. yeah there we go hey thanks TJ We'll go with my question then. So how was the sex? Oh my God, you guys are the worst. I did. I really didn't expect uh, that from him. I'm not gonna lie, I'm like, this guy's totally gonna save me. Like, oh, he's got my back and then you say it too. Yeah, she right. was like, he's gonna come well, in and be there to see, uh, be the hero. Yeah, I did. It's never gonna, yeah, it's I never did. gonna be, it's never gonna be that. But yeah. to move on to the next, to the Don't next say. thing, oh, and he wants I'll to be move the on savior because thing. I'm amazing. Because I'm amazing. Um, he answered his own question. I want. Thank God. I, <laughs> I want to. Uh, I want you to tell us and to tell the listeners kind of what you did for your healing process. Like, how did you get to a place where? Like, how was the we sex? Went through, I'm gonna beat your ass, Derek. When I see through, you the like, next how time, how were you able to um, let your guard down to where we can be at where we are today? Um, honestly, I, you know me. I, I am. I'm like for all the kicked puppies and the hurt things, and I want to bring them all. Like, I don't like to not like anything not a person not an animal not anything so as soon as you said that to me like that empathetic side of me was like okay like I I can I can move past that like I don't I feel like I don't struggle that hard with forgiveness I just wanted you to be nice and to be decent and to not glare at me every time you know what I mean so as soon as you were ready to move to that point I knew what it was going to do for our kids and I was ready. Like I just, I don't know, but I would say if that, you know what? And one other thing that probably helped me, and this is probably bigger than what I just said is accountability for my own actions. Thinking about the things I had also done to you, thinking about the fact that you wanted to stay in the Marine Corps and I agreed with that. And then I went with someone else's opinion thinking about how I would feel if you had done that to me. And someone said that to me once, actually, probably six months after our divorce, is accountability is the hardest pill to swallow in your whole life. Be admitting that you're responsible for something. And that was huge for me. So I knew, I mean, I, I feel like I was, you know, there were things, that, we were both wrong in so many ways. But I only wanted to see your bad. I only wanted to tell other people about your bad. And when I finally decided to say, yeah, I was an asshole too. I was a dick. Like, as soon as he was like, okay, we're going to fight. I was like, yeah, we're going to fight. I was just as bad. But when I started realizing that and taking responsibility for that, I think my, really my feelings towards you changed. Like, man, he had a right to be mad at me. Like, he was right. He wasn't wrong. He may have went about it wrong, but he he wasn't wrong in being mad. So 
I think that is for anyone out there is learn. Don't be that person. Learn to be accountable when you're wrong. Learn to say, you know what? I've been slacking. I'm going to pick up the pieces. But like it is easier to forgive someone when they when they see that in themselves before you even have to bring it up. When you can go apologize to someone before you even really know if they're mad at you for it. You know what I mean? It's just it's just I think viewing things differently. I mean, that's all any of us can do straight up think about our own actions self accountability is not a very common thing anymore no it's not it's really not and to be able to step back and, and see your faults in a situation takes a, a really big person to do that and then to go the next step and be willing to openly admit and take that criticism from the person you wrong without being offended again takes a even bigger person <laughs> and I think everybody can work on all of that for their whole life and still not perfect it but it's as long as you're working on it I think is is the big key and, and the takeaway on that and I'm glad that you did bring that up because I do I do recall a few conversations that we had after we sat down and we talked about it and we both apologized for the things that we knew we were wrong in and the way that we treated each other in that. And I think that's what helped me move past everything as well is that we went over that stuff and we talked about it and to hear you just say it, you know, like, I wronged you too. Like, you know, I, there there are those times where I did see you trying, but I was so caught up in everything and so into myself that I just shut it down. And then I would turn around and get mad at you when you wouldn't try again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so to hear that, it like, made me feel better. And so I hope the things that, that I came out and apologized for that were on my end, that it made you feel better about that too. They were huge. I mean, it... I feel like it does. It it's goes a long way. Hear that because, like now, now I'm the guy anymore. Like this is where I'm at in my relationship right now. Is like I just assume I probably fucked up somewhere within the last seventy two hours. Anytime <laughs> I have to look at my fights after the fact, where I'm just like, yeah, I probably fucked up. Then I have to just go into it and just be like, look, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did at this point. I probably fucked something up, didn't I? And I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that's been pretty healthy for me to do. So this is more for the listeners than, than anything. Um, if Do you think that it... If at any point you would have noticed or thought that maybe that him being a dick wasn't really just him being a dick, he was having some other issues, and um, if you had realized that and told him or tried to talk to him into going to talk to a doctor or something, do you think that might have made a difference at all? So he did go to some counseling after, um, both VA and then private counselors that they sent him to, and um, 
you know, for a while it would make a difference, but it, he always had that, oh, I'm going to counseling, like making a joke out of it. You know what I mean? Whereas I'm like, I, like, I want you to get something out of this. And he just, he just made it all into a joke. And so it really felt like it wasn't serious even to him. Like he was just doing this. I mean, it was like he was just, you know, because he had to. Because someone said, you're going to go to counseling. We're going to do these 10 sessions. So he did it. But he'd like make jokes all the time. And I'm like, well, like it wasn't funny to me. You know what I mean? I don't understand that humor, that dark humor side of things that you guys tend to get, you know, from from the things that you see. And I know that that is, for all of you, it's a coping mechanism. You know, I don't even think like, I mean, there are some things where he will joke yeah. and I'm just, it's it's too dark for me. And and that that's how I felt about the counseling thing. So I don't know, I don't know. That was a good, that was a good question. I don't know. Uh, I would never use dark humor, honestly. No, not at all. You also wouldn't lie either, would you, Pinocchio? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, pretty good there. I do what I can, dude. You know, that light humor, that light humor. Um, yeah, dad jokes. Let's keep dad color dad. out of it, guys. What? Let's keep. Did you say let's keep color out of it? Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. It's 2022, man. Look past it. Oh, are you talking about dark? I humor? look right why into it. Be neutral. Why can't it be neutral humor, like like a beige or a, a what's that? Taupe. A gray. Taupe. <laughs> it's gray. Taupe humor. What's up? Taupe. Uh, taupe. No, dude, that's a. You you've gone, you've gone to the wrong area of what we're talking about, Derek. You gotta oh, you gotta keep sorry. up, brother. Yeah, it's I cool. get I get confused by colors. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> On that note, uh, there's forgot dude i just had a brain fire i looked up and i just saw derek staring at me and i forgot what i was gonna say yeah i do that a lot i mean you know kind of <laughs> you're gazing into my eyes like i felt like i should have came in for a kiss on that one dude come on well i'd have smacked it right on you man you know damn well i would have hey but can't kiss my screen that i've got the camera for the rest of the you know, pod so try not to do that it is what it is at this point. So yeah, it really is. Does anybody that thought ever come back to you? Have anything that they're that they're dying? No, it didn't. Does anybody else have anything they're dying to know? Aside from yes, my how was the sex? My wiener size and how good I am in bed. No, dude, you didn't let me finish the thing. We're not talking about my wiener size or how good I am in bed. I had to dive in. Like on a I had scale, to dive in because I knew where you were, knew where you were going. On a scale from 1 to 10 on both of them, I'm subpar like three tops. Both. Both. So just let it go. Right. That'd be a real short story, huh? <laughs> Dude, it's a super short story. It's a race and I always win. What do they call that? Short stories with tragic endings? That's me. Right there. Yes. Just let it happen. Accept you it just and move fall, on. Yeah, fall right in. 
Fun. It might not be very long, but goddamn it, it's skinny. This is what I mean by like <laughs> the humor skinny. that like these guys. This is what I mean. Like, do you see this? <laughs> this is like a like. This is so funny, and I'm like, okay, like no, no. And you guys are. Yeah. I don't know if it's boys or it's how we literally. Make, that's how we make the jokes. I mean, yeah, some of we the, make the jokes. You know. We make the jokes like we like our dicks, long and hard. <laughs> and moving on. So anyway, <laughs> with that being said, and before we get too out of hand with this, we want to give you, Katie, an opportunity to. Um, let the listeners know what you got going on in your life right now. Um, give a shout out to the business that you're running, uh, any website or a way that people can get a hold of you to shop with what you've got going on. So give us a description, what you sell, what you're doing, where you're at, and, and how people can get a hold of that stuff. So I opened up a store in Richfield, Utah, and it is just a women's boutique um we also have like signs and stuff that i make i got really into that a long time ago and um a lot of it right now is western fashion i would say a lot of like a lot of graphic tees a lot of like you know like the western cowboy saying tees stuff like that so a lot of jeans and but we do try to stay really mid-price i mean i would say for like you know don't try to compete with buckle um and we do we are getting a website we have someone working on it right now and on facebook we're just at rustic roots utah same with instagram so yeah fantastic if you get a chance send us the website and the um instagram and facebook if you have it email address We'll plug it into the description so when people listen, they can get a hold of you. If that's cool. And then, um, yeah, we've been we've actually been talking about putting some uh, t-shirts and hats in there for for this podcast as well. We're working on some details. Yeah. I don't know if we're cool enough to be. In I there, think that would be. But we'll work. I it think out. that would be good. Men's clothes are and then, hard to uh, find. Yeah. Yeah, you should do a Wagner Loves Cock shirt. Sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to go well. She'd have to put it in the back room, dude. <laughs> see? Like, right. Do you, literally, I mean, I mean, you guys can see it. Shirt. Like, they're uh, off. This, this, it would. They just have to go right back to it. Derek, Derek literally, I, I don't, he can't help himself. I can literally see it building, like, on his face. Like, he's just, like, so excited to tell another fucking joke. This is, this is I take, this I this take him where I can get him. But the best. Oh, fun fact. Hey, wait. Let's say a fun fact. Our daughter, we have twins, and one of them is actually named after she Derek. Is. She is Quinn Taylor, which is his middle yeah, name, too. Yeah, I'm pretty awesome. And we, we were both really close to Derek when we were all out in California, but... But Gabe won Derek in the divorce. Well, to be fair, like, I think I know, still tried to talk to, to you like a friend for Derek six months after you guys divorced because I had no fucking idea. No, no, you, no. Oh, well, okay. Well, that's different, though. You didn't even know. Yeah, I had no clue. Are you guys going to get Shirley on this thing? What? Yes. Oh, yeah, probably. Shirley. 
Oh, yeah, we need to get all that. Surely. Yeah, that yeah. fart knocker. Hey, um. He's in Korea right now. No, his wife's in Korea. I thought he was with. No, yeah, just his, she's out his there. wife and his daughter went to Korea mm-hmm. to visit family, and and he stepped back to make that money to support it. Fair enough. That's not mine. Hey, fun That's fact. Fun fact about him. He uh, actually makes some of the plastic that my company uses. Dude, see full circle. Full circle. The Marine Corps and the Marine Corps and the Marine Corps. We're just running. We're running the business around the world. Yeah. All supporting so, each other. That's right. So, before we uh, get super deep into all of this, everybody. Chopper! Mm. Sorry. <laughs> I told you it wasn't mine. It wasn't mine. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so uh, this has been fun. Yeah, you actually have a thought to that. And I hope it helps. Yeah, dude, it's been fun and eye-opening, and I hope that somewhere a listener can hear this and know that it's not unique to them and that there's a way to deal with it and to get through it or a certain point in it where you need to realize that it's unhealthy and you need to get away from it. Yeah, I mean, hopefully somebody does. I hope that I can come back on in a... I would come back on in a future episode, too, because just like the things we touched off of, I know, like, when I re-listen, I'll think, oh, I should have said that, or I should have said this. But it's in the moment right now. But, I mean, I think, I feel like, like I said, talking about things, it, it brings things up that need... You know, that need to be talked about. I think that's one thing all of you think. You know, you all repress things really bad. And that this is good for not only you, but so many people. For that. Stop it. Nobody, nobody's gonna say nothing. Like not a, not a word. Nope. We're just, just we're just gonna let it happen. Hmm. Dude, that shit. Dude, if I could grow one of those. Yeah, I was thinking you look like my you look like machete. Stop. (laughs) At first, it was just because I was like trying to pay attention. This is gonna lead to another. It could, but at first I was just trying to pay attention, so I put it there so I could like not fidget and make noise and then i saw my own reflection i was like dude i would be like the perfect like mexican not a word not a word from either of you two assholes in the in the fucking peanut gallery like cholo mario <laughs> god damn it you motherfucker <laughs> oh shit no dude like in a, in a in a mexican sombrero and like some some movie like where i'm attacking the alamo and Dude, check it. See? It, the I'm only over it. the only Alamo you're attacking is the Lego one. Hey. I said like it's you know what I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna give you the satisfaction of talking about that, bro. Like I'm not. You got it. I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go, and actually, I'm going to uh, let TJ go ahead and hit us with some shout-outs. And uh, do we have any shout-outs this week? No, I'm sure we do. Have you, have you been on the reviews there, TJ? No, I haven't. Cool. I can I can look those up right now if you want to go Ooh. to uh, Derek given his takeaway from the episode. I don't know if we covered that or not because I think it got interrupted. Yet, Let's do it. All right. Well, I'll uh, kick this off with, you know, it was fun for me listening just because I can relate to so much of it, you know, both sides of it. And it's just like, you know, it's fun to hear that. And, you know, it's kind of one of those like, oh, shit. Well, you know, it wasn't just me. Like, I really appreciate that. So uh, that would be my takeaway. I mean, if you think there's somebody out there that, you know, is so secluded from this stuff, I mean, they're probably not. Are you done? Oh, cool. How about you, Katie? Do you got a takeaway from this episode that you can give us? Mm. I don't know. I'd say just communication. Don't let them shut down. I think we lost your audio there. Say, Yeah, we lost your audio. Say it one more time. I said just communication and not letting you guys like shut down for me. That just brought back a lot like of mm-hmm. the, it never, it didn't happen. It, it seemed like it happened in one day, but it happened over a period of time. Right. And even if they don't want to communicate one day, it doesn't mean they won't forever. So. Right. That's a good point. So my takeaway on this episode would be that um, this isn't the situation that we have isn't unique um, it's not special to us it's something that people go through every single day and two way communication two way comprehension and doing your best every day to work at it and figure out what what would work best for the situation and the relationship whether to to work it out or to move on is the is the biggest thing and obviously we want people to work things out but if it's healthier to move on then that's the route that needs to be taken and both parties need to be responsible and understand that if there's children involved they need to do that so they can get along and make sure those children have it easy and the best possible way in that situation. So with that being said, let's send it back over to TJ for some takeaways and then some shout out. Yes. It happened. It happened. Probably still get that in there. I guess I'll (laughs) go with a a takeaway first. I think um, everybody needs to stop and think about whenever they are having arguments or right after or whatever that, you know, just take accountability and realize whenever you're the one that's kind of fucked up, maybe not your spouse, you know. And um, But other than that, that's I'm going to go with the, 
this review. I don't remember if we shouted this one out or not, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it again, even if we did. So it's a, a five-star review on Apple Podcast, and it's from MX Sandy 12, and it says, "Wonderful mental health pod. Love this show." So we love our listeners, MX Sandy 12. Thank you. Yeah, we love MX Sandy 12. Get it. Yeah, we love that you love us. We love you back. Long time. There's lots of love. <laughs> All right, brother. But wait. Yeah. There's no more. There's more. <laughs> That's it. That's all we got right now. That's all we got. Perfect. So, with that being said, we would like to thank Katie for taking the time out of her evening yeah. to come and be harassed by yeah. Derek and TJ. Yeah, I and miss it. I miss getting to, to harass people. And to uh, relive some dark and tragic oh, moments of, of her life. And um, if you're a listener, uh, go ahead and look all of her stuff up and buy some stuff. Help support small business and keep it local. Hell yeah. Uh, with that, with that being said. Small business gonna, Tuesday on the Monday. Yeah, small bit. Did it need, oh, yeah, just kidding. Shh, let it go. Oh, let it go. Oh. Oh, you got me on that one, big. You got me on that one, big shoots. So, with that being said, I'm gonna send it back over to Derek, and he's gonna take us out. I love this. I really love this part. Mm.